0: Moonies. Welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Magical Girl Friendship Squad creator, Kelsey Stefanitas. Hey, Kelsey, how you doing? Hello, good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Um, so, the first question I ask everyone is what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon?
1: Okay. I'm going to have um, a bad answer because I don't actually remember a specific mm-hmm. memory. I think. I think I was too young, but I do remember just knowing things about the show. And then I think I re- kind of sort of rediscovered it in like middle school, high school when I was in like my peak like anime phase. And then again, like later in college, around when like the new dub came out and like Sailor Moon Crystal came out, I think I kind of revisited it then. So, but I definitely don't remember watching it. I just remember having watched it. If <laughs> that makes <Yeah>. sense. <laughs>
0: No, I get that. And it's not a bad answer because I actually never I don't think I've heard that answer before. So that's good. <laughs> so it's fun. Um, what did you feel? How were you what were you thinking when uh when you watched it?
1: I think um as a kid it was kind of like, you know, another show, like oh, like there was this was kind of like because Salem would spark so many like magical girl genre shows even in America. So I think it was just kinda of like, oh, like this is like another one of these shows and but then like kind of going back being older you really kind of appreciate like oh this was actually like so ahead of its time and like such a trendsetter even in like the characters like a big thing is like a lot of times I've been seeing in a lot of like even like shows that are made nowadays like women are either like you know someone's mom or someone's girlfriend or they're like they're like this perfect like person with like they always have like a quick comeback but they're like who but there isn't like anyone who's like there's rarely a character who's a little, like a little goofier And I think, like, allowed to be, like, kind of mess up all the time. And I think Usagi was that in, like, such an early time. Like, she is allowed to be, like, funny. She's funny. She's clumsy. She cries a lot. It's, like, she's such, like, this sort of, like, now we would call, like, relatable character. But, you know, she was just more of, like, someone who's allowed to be funny and, like, a genuine person allowed to mess up but is still the hero and is still able to become, like, such, like, a cool character while well, like maintaining the sort of like more human aspect of her. So I think it was kind of like and like I could go on <laughs> I could go yeah. on about like all the like all the great things like that Sailor Moon did like back in like early nineties that watching it now, knowing what I know now was actually like so incredible and even like holds up today. But that's definitely like the biggest one that I noticed on my first like rewatch. Like, oh this is like a character that I was like complaining about before. It does she does exist. She's <laughs> right. here.
0: Absolutely. I'm guessing is she was she your favorite um Sailor Scouts last since she
1: She definitely is now. I think I remember mm-hmm. liking Sailor Mars, mainly because um I I thought she was cool. Yeah, no,
0: she's really cool. she <laughs> cool. She got
1: the long hair, pretty long hair. Right. But I think definitely now I can like soggy all the way.
0: Yeah, relatable. Yeah. I love how you mentioned that too, like having like relatable heroes, because that's like what I feel like you're kind of doing with Magical Girl Friendship Squad, um, especially like being an adult now. <laughs> like, um, how did you come up with the idea for the show?
1: So, this was kind of, it formed out of part of a place of like, I wanted to, I've always grown up with like shows, even like, you know, Simpsons, Futurama, those kind of like more adult comedy shows, and like, you know, but then getting older it's like well these are always it's always mostly men who create them who star in them and it's like i never really get to see women like me or my friends on screen and it's like i know i like these shows i know a bunch of women who like these shows like but there's just like such a lack of like that sort of like voice coming through and this was back in like um like 2014 2015 so like definitely now there's been a lot more like um, female led it all animation shows so it's not as not as a big of an issue now but I think that was kind of what it started the thinking and then I was kind of like you know I would love to make a show that's not just like a gender bent version of an existing show like what's sort of like a genre or premise or something that is more like feminine in its themes and I think that just kind of naturally led to sort of the like magical girl genre in general and Sailor Moon specifically like What if we made, like, a genre parody, kind of like Rick and Morty parodies, uh, Back to the Future, Archer does uh, James Bond, all that. But, like, what we did that with Sailor Moon, like, what would that look like? Like, how? what would that be like if we preserved a lot of the, like, more fun, artistic, and feminine parts of it, but turned it into an adult animated show? And I think that was kind of, like, the heart of the creation Then everything from there was just, like, fleshing that out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you've done a, a great job. I um I watched the Origins um shorts in the you know since the show isn't <laughs> out yet, but you know the Origins is all on YouTube right now. Um and I love that like the characters choose like their like what's equivalent to the Sailor moon compact. Um she's like, "Oh, my birth control <laughs> so I remember to take it." And she's like, "I'm going to choose my Tom Selleck bong." It is like <laughs> totally relatable and amazing. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, um, I wonder, uh, do you have any other anime that you like?
1: Um, I'm definitely starting to get back into it more. I think, Mm -hmm. especially after working on this show, I have like a list of shows I have to watch. Um, but definitely recently I've been getting into some of the newer, like, amazingly animated stuff like Mob Psycho, Kill La Kill, Mm -hmm. like those, and then One Punch Man, just kind of
0: the more modern day animes. I'm definitely getting back into those nice what do you have have you had any favorites um that you've liked
1: oh my gosh
0: um
1: <laughs> well I did love mob psycho like everyone who's ever watched it right. um and that that was definitely like a big like artistic inspiration like obviously we're not gonna make a show that incredible but it's like just like the way that like that like pushes like boundaries and like artistically and like it's funny and it's action like that was definitely like a big like oh like this is a good like aspirational series to watch. Like, all of you should watch it working on this show.
0: Yeah, I think, like, Magical Girl Friendship Squad, it's really good at, like, deconstructing the genre a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Is that, like, kind of what you're hoping to do, too, with uh, Magical Girl Friendship Squad?
1: Yeah, I think um, we're kind of trying to sort of, like, modernize it and set it in this sort of, like, modern-day millennial New York. And we're kind of, in a way, we're by... modernizing it and aging up the protagonist is kind of like there is like a choice of like what do we want to keep as is what we want to sort of like parody and what do we want to like do without so I think it is yeah I forgot what my point was (laughs) I'm
0: going off on something else (laughs) like uh, deconstructing the genre yes yeah yeah Yeah, I think it will too like it looks so fun Mm -hmm. Um, I love who you um landed to as the voices you know we have Quinta brunson and anna akana we're both really funny um comedians i'm glad that you like made it a comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess um yeah how do you how do you feel about the casting i feel like those are great choices
1: yeah the cast has mm-hmm. been great i think mm-hmm. just like once we like got people to like when we like reached out to people and we're like almost a little surprised like so many people said yes and it's been so cool to like work with people like a lot of them are very enthusiastic to work on this um Quinta and Anna specifically have just been so like easy and fun to work with like we do their all their records remotely so like we don't even get a lot of like FaceTime but like I'm still like crying from laughter like on Skype in New York <laughs> in the room, like with one other person um it has just been so much fun to like be able to even work with them in that capacity and this the like sort of like life and comedy they bring to the series and like and it's great to see like how people are react. like people love them so much yeah. it's so nice like twitter like everyone's like yes like oh my gosh i love these people i'm so excited to see them in the show and it's like i love them too i'm so glad but it's like it's great i'm glad that um i had the chance to work with them and i hope that they enjoyed it too
0: yeah yeah I'm sure they are. It sounds like it's gonna i feel like any anytime a project looks fun it's probably fun to create also mm-hmm. <laughs> um did you um ever write any fan fiction before?
1: oh my gosh um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe um yeah.
0: a little bit i will admit.
1: Mm. um definitely there's like you definitely just access to deep row hard in my mind <laughs> I remember it's my job <laughs> definitely had that period of fan fiction fan art fan comics but mm-hmm. luckily I wasn't super online so a lot ah. of it exists only in my <laughs> my childhood home <laughs> yeah. or it's gone so there's Safe. not much trace of it but yeah. I think that it's definitely fan fiction and all types of fan creations are just like it's just like a way that people get into these things like I definitely learned how to draw from watching Mm -hmm. anime and trying to recreate it myself. So I think there is fan fiction is often like
0: the like building
1: blocks of writing or art or Mm
0: -hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. Do you remember anything you
1: wrote? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Do I? Um Yeah. I don't think I ever really wrote anything like I never made a series. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of like chapter ones existing on my one of my yeah. old computers. I was never I never had the like the skill to make a full like saga. I could read them though. That was mm. fine. Yeah, <laughs> Enjoyed other people's writing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm always surprised. I don't know why I never really got into fan writing fanfiction as much um You know, I think it was the same thing, kind of, like, chapter here, maybe, and something there, but I always, uh, I enjoyed reading other people's stuff, but Mm -hmm. I never, like, some people have, like, some crazy dedication to, like, 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 60 chapters, yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure, like, the longest work of fiction is a fan fiction. Like,
0: yes, (laughs) I I totally believe that. (laughs) And it's, like,
1: yeah, the amount of
0: dedication to put all this work out there for free, Mm -hmm. like, I admire. I admire all of you. <laughs> yeah. Same. Totally same. Cause yeah, it's just it's it's so much dedication. And people do it for years and like chapters and yeah. And like you said, for free. Yeah. But <laughs> awesome nonetheless. <laughs> um I love too, just like going back to like relatable heroes. Do you have any other um relatable heroes that you like?
1: Oh my gosh, let me think. Mm-hmm. I definitely do. But now I'm like. It. Um, i think a lot of like modern day superheroes are kind of tapping into this more now mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of, like a, a specific example but i think like with like thor ragnarok mm-hmm. is kind of like getting into the more like fun side of superheroes and that just kind of unlocks this more like relatable side to them and it's mm-hmm. like this isn't like just some like big hulking hero fighting bad guys like okay we're getting into the more like nitty gritty dimensional dimensionality of it and i think that is really kind of endearing these people more to these characters and i think the best part about having like a relatable hero is that you just kind of open the door for more like comedy or romance or any other like side genres you want to put when if it's like a big stoic hero you really can only go so many directions like Mm. drama or action. And I think this, like, the new age of, like, fun, relatable hero is kind of bringing, like, a lot of, like, side genres and more, like, niche hero stories, which
0: has been really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. I think um, Spider-Man's also, like, oh, is a good example. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, like, super, you know, saving people doesn't save lives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't pay you. (laughs) Oh, man. Absolutely. New Spider-Man movie was great (laughs) yeah do you have a favorite spider-man
1: um definitely i mean based on i mostly mostly seen the movies but miles Mm -hmm. morales i mean (laughs) absolutely spider-man to the Mm spider-verse was just like such like a good good movie and then miles himself is just like such an interesting character and it's like it's just like such like a great update to like you know we all know the spider-man series we all know uncle ben Mm -hmm. so kind of like by creating like miles we're kind of taking the like fundamentals of spider-man and putting it on like a different character and just kind of like explore being able to explore it in like another way through different perspectives and Mm -hmm. it's just like you really kind of see like how this is like more of like a timeless character even though he is technically a different character
0: still Spider-Man yeah yeah, I think they did a really great job with that too. And Into the Spider Verse is is an amazing movie. Um, also, too for well, this is completely unrelated. For but I just remember for Magical Girl Friendship Squad. Um, I love that you chose. I think it's like it's a red fox or like a um, uh, as red the, panda. Red panda. I'm like blanking out. Yeah, <laughs> as the um, the familiar, like the the companion. Oh, <laughs> what did you choose? Um, red panda because they're so cute I always see videos of them every so often and I'm like oh this is the most adorable animal ever
1: <laughs> yeah so that was kind of um there was like a bit of a process and we were creating the original but I think it was mm-hmm. kind of we settled on red panda because it's something that's like so cute but like so yeah. unique like and there's like you know we've all seen the cat before mm-hmm. and we wanted to like but like um yeah so pretty much like you kind of seen like the sort of basic cat before but then like Oh, red panda can act like a cat in some different ways, but is also just like this unique animal. And I think can't give too much away, but we kind of play on the fact that she well, like what about this specifically choosing a red panda to appear as and how that kind of like affects her throughout the series is just something
0: really fun. And also, just people love red pandas. Yeah,
1: (laughs) they're so cute. Yeah,
0: I saw the like clip too of the um the show. um, I think it was released like a few days ago and they were saying that uh, um, I think it was like this monster and she's like I'm gonna collect all this energy from like, and, like I gave him like so much CBD Um, I thought that was hilarious mm-hmm. first of all and she's like you know to collect energy for the crystal Um, and then they were like oh we didn't know you meant like this would actually like be the end of the world or actually be killing people like we thought you're just like saying stuff oh that was really funny
1: yeah that's definitely something Mm-hmm. we play with the bit kind of like how would you re- like? how would like a 20 something year old really react to like a giant monster in front of you and like being told you have to save the universe that's like such like a there's there's an adjustment period as it would might be with anyone
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's the other thing I mean like I said for them and also for Sailor Moon like people always kind of knock her for being um you know crybaby or like Whiny or even like scared, but I'm like she's 14. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, I cry all the time. (laughs) Like I, at my age, you know, late 20s, would totally be freaking out. (laughs) Like, yeah, any of this. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think you nailed it too. Just like they would be like, "What? Like this is a lot of responsibility. What am I doing right now? Yeah. Who wants to do that? When you really think about it, (laughs) It it's too much work." It's a lot. Like, going back to Spider-Man, it's like, oh, I have to, like, do this, but I can't, like, I want to go on dates. Like, I want to, like, enjoy my life. I want to stay home and Netflix. Like, I don't want to have to go fight villains oh every night.
1: Especially, like, because they're always, like, teens. Like, you have to also go to mm-hmm. school. Like, right. school is so hard by itself. Yeah. And then you have to be a superhero. Like, maybe it would be so much easier after, like, in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, would be that much easier. In like your, I
0: feel like in your fifties, yeah, that would be maybe super you have hero. superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe because then I'm like, I don't know if my body would be capable of fighting villains. Oh my gosh, maybe. yeah, I need the superpowers first. Yeah, and then when I'm fifty, then I can be a hero. <laughs> yeah. Um, if your characters were um sailor scouts, who would they be? Anna, Alex, and Daisy.
1: Ooh, mm-hmm.
0: that's a hard one. Yeah, I feel like um,
1: I feel like Alex definitely fits more into like the Sailor Moon mode, kind of. Although I guess she mm-hmm. is more of like a Mercury, in that she's a little more, she's like you know the analytical one. She's the one who's gonna come up with the plan. She's like good with computers, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Daisy is a little harder to peg. I feel like because she is so much more like a chaotic wild card of a character. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe she is. Maybe she is the more the Sailor Moon. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> the big big uh, protagonist energy. is <laughs> <It's> hard to <laughs> slot you into like an ensemble.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I was like chaotic energy. I think I think Isagi definitely is the most chaotic of the bunch. <laughs> yeah, just yeah.
1: Just wants to play games, eat some
0: food. Yeah, yeah, relatable, all relatable (laughs) things. Do you have advice for any um, writers who want wouldn't want to create their own animated series one day?
1: Yeah, I think um, a couple things. I think definitely something, especially to anyone who is still in school or is still kind of like learning the ropes, is when. Like, kind of take the time to figure out what it is, what you want to do, what you want to make, and kind of make that instead of making something you think that will sell. I think definitely, especially now, there's so much more stories that are so personal in different ways. I think if you are telling a story that is your story, then people will react to that and, like, relate to that more than if you're trying to tell them something that they want to hear. And I think um, definitely the other thing is if specifically writers who want to get into animation the more you can learn about like the art of animation and the process itself will definitely help you if you ever end up in this position making your own show the more you know about art even if you're not an artist even if you don't draw at all but the more you know kind of about what the process takes um will definitely make you a better like collaborator once you are actually paired with artists and animators in general
0: that makes sense because you can probably like use the language or like Refer to things and describe it in a way that they will understand a little yeah,
1: bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can also like communicate your ideas. If you're like, I want this character to look like this. If you can like, mm-hmm. even if you like draw like a stick figure of that character, yeah. <laughs> that's like definitely like, oh, like I get it. I get what you're trying to do, and then they'll make it beautiful or whatever.
0: Yeah, that makes all the sense. Is there anything that um, surprised you in this process of creating the show?
1: Um, I think it's just been. so it's going so (laughs) fast that it's been such a like a great a big learning process for me i think kind of the biggest thing is really i think in like actually in bringing it back to sailor moon Mm -hmm. but kind of being able to like rewatch the show now and kind of like look at it through like an artistic eye like in talking with like designers like they notice things about like the character designs of sailor moon Mm
0: -hmm. that maybe
1: i didn't realize or even like backgrounds like how this background is painted, what materials are used for it, like how effects look. And it's like kind of the biggest surprise is just how amazing it is to kind of see like see and then see shows in like a new light. And even now when I go back and watch like other shows I used to watch, I'm noticing things I didn't notice before. So kind of Mm -hmm. that there is still so much to see that you may not always see the first time or not see when you're just kind of watching something casually that there is so many layers of like artistry behind these and it's just like incredible because it's it was made in the 90s and it looks <laughs> so good
0: yeah yeah it does that's the other thing too that I've been learning to appreciate more as I've been doing this podcast is um you know same thing like I was kind of just like watching it and I wasn't thinking about like oh this director did this season and this director did this season and you know this artist you know did this one and just like starting to notice those little differences or like signatures within the show, it's like, oh, this is this artist and this is this artist. Like, it's it's really all in the details.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's awesome. It's run to see. It's like, oh, there's so much like personality mm-hmm. in the same character of like just certain different people drawing a certain character.
0: Yeah, I also noticed like the um when they transform. It kind of reminded me of Kill a Kill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was intentional at all.
1: That I mean, maybe yeah. definitely. There's definitely a lot of mm-hmm. kill a kill sprinkled mm-hmm. throughout. I think that's yeah. definitely a big show that all the artists have seen, and I mm-hmm. think it's definitely like one of the more recent like sort of magical girl updates we've right. seen. There's definitely yeah. a bit of kill a kill throughout the series, and there's definitely going to be. A bunch of other like small references that i hope people catch or realize Ooh. while watching i
0: love easter eggs so <laughs> <laughs> um which character would you say you're most like alex or daisy or another character or the red panda
1: <laughs> oh i think definitely alex for mm-hmm. sure i think um daisy is definitely a character that was formed based on like a lot of my friends so i think mm. the natural subconscious was to like the like counterpart to that is me so you know (laughs) but Alex definitely wasn't written as myself but I definitely see how I fit into the sort of like dynamic of Alex and Daisy
0: yeah I could see Daisy like starting a vlog I feel like yeah she should totally start a vlog and Alex she's got a lot to say yeah (laughs) yeah nothing wrong with that at all (laughs) that's cool um and then just like Sailor Moon um at the end of, I don't know if you saw the tsunami version, like the original, um, but at the end of every episode, she'd have like a PSA phrase. Um, so what would yours be? It's like Sailor Kelsey says. Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think, okay, I did listen to a couple of the episodes, so I knew this was coming, so I thought about it. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing, I think, is don't be afraid to be mean, because mm. I say this to myself a lot, and also I see it, but always stand up for yourself and don't be afraid if people think you're mean because of it. If you're standing up for anything that you think is right, people will think you're mean, but that's okay. You can be mean and you can be right. And it's good.
0: Yeah. Be strong. Is I said, be strong? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need that message, first of all. And I totally agree. <laughs> it's hard to like be... Like like you said, kind of, like, stand up for yourself and, like, sometimes you have to be mean or sometimes you have to be, like, stern. And yeah,
1: you know. absolutely. I find myself, like, starting a message, like, sorry, but it's, like, no, delete the sorry. Just say right. No one actually cares. A lot of times I say be mean and it's not actually being mean. It's being, like, normal. <laughs> like, right, yeah. You don't have to be so, like, scared or, like, apologetic all the time if mm. you've done nothing wrong. You're just saying your opinion. That's fine.
0: People yeah. do it all the time. I have to delete just a lot in my emails. Like I'm just checking. I'm just. Oh my checking. gosh! I do like, that delete, too. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah. Or like the like paragraph of like
1: filler, like
0: mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. explaining it's it. Background. It's like... <laughs> Sometimes
1: it's okay. You can be direct. People yeah. appreciate that too. I'm sure. Sometimes.
0: Right. You Do not have to write a fan fiction. <laughs> fan fiction level <laughs> background story. <laughs> <laughs> For your emails. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I like that though. That's, that's really good. That's a good one. Which episodes did you listen to? Um,
1: I listened to the first
0: one with mm-hmm. Jackie. Jackie,
1: yes. And yes. then I listened to the one with Stephanie Shea oh, because yeah. she worked
0: on this show. So I was like, oh, I know her. <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to mention that. Yeah. So you have Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon in the Viz Media redub. Um, how is that working? I mean, she's awesome, but like, you know, how is it? Did you ever like think, like, oh, the voice of Sailor Moon is like, voicing my magical girl show or some characters my magical girl show.
1: <laughs> yeah that was awesome mm-hmm. like we brought her on to do some additional voices and it was just like you can tell she's such a professional because obviously she does so much voice work but she's also like a director so it's like she knows she's been on both sides of the equation and it's just like a brief like so easy to work with like you say like we kind of want like this and then like done and it's great and it's amazing i was like damn i wish i got you more lines <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah um it's great it's very great cool. to work with someone who's kind of done all this
0: right yeah i was um i mean i shouldn't have been surprised but i like kind of went down her um her past work when i um before i interviewed her and it was just like oh like you've done a lot like pretty much almost every anime character i love Young oh Boy. yes <laughs> <laughs> i did that i think i did that at one point i was like wow i've watched all of these yeah or like every show i've watched this year that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, she's really talented. So Liz, I thought that was really cool too, that, um, you know, just having that connection. Um, and what do you hope um, viewers get from watching Magical Girl Friendship Squad?
1: Um, let me think. I think, I hope that kind of a few things, just being that it is an animated show for adults about women. I think I'm hoping this inspires not only more like, networks and other places to like want to create more shows like this and take more risks, um, artistically too, but also kind of anyone who watches it, if it inspires anyone be like, you know, like, I didn't think I could make my own show like this, but now that I see this, I know that I can. And I kind of hoping that's like the dream, the dream goal that the way kind of like what Broad City did to me watching it and like Mm -hmm. thinking like, okay, TV can be like this. There may be a place for me. Um, yeah. Ultimate hope is that just one person can watch this and be like, okay, if this can get made, so can my show, and then kind of helping them along the path to making more shows like this.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I, like, I feel like it's like if Broad City and Sailor Moon had a baby, you get Magical Girl Club Squad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is our pitch line. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and that's all I- I'm sold. <laughs> that's all I needed. <laughs> and what's next for you and where can people find you
1: oh my gosh um what's next for me is preparing for the release of magical girl friendship squad we're still um finishing up production mm-hmm. so i think what's next is first um taking a vacation <laughs> as much as i can in yeah. quarantine and then waiting for release um you can find me specifically on twitter it's um k-e-l-s-e-y-n-i-d-e-s because my whole name would not fit on twitter so i shortened it. yeah <laughs> um yeah and you can find updates on the show from me or from tvgb and any of their social handles
0: yeah i'm super excited for when the show comes out definitely can't wait to watch it i'm very excited about also. it <laughs> i'm very excited for it to be out there yeah imagine too I know like a lot of times people work on stuff and it's like I've been working on this for so long I just I want it out in the world yeah I
1: know. I want to talk about it I want to yeah. show people mm-hmm. yeah that's always happens like every like most animation it's like I've been working on this show for three years and I can't tell anyone about <laughs> yeah.
0: it yeah I just saw someone post something they're like I'm working on this show this is my first day and I'm really excited but I can't talk about it and I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'll guess I'll hear about it in three years. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty looking much. Looking forward to it
1: when they're like they're on like another show. They're like, oh yeah, I worked on this.
0: Yeah, that too, Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, like congrats <laughs> on that show. What show? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like moved on already. Yeah, that is the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but thank you so much for coming on again. This was yeah. really fun. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. This yeah, We'll cool see'. Um, and then once again i'm victoria it gave Miss old school is old school with a k you can find me at miss old school with a k and you can also find the podcast at Mooney's club on twitter and Mooney's underscore club on instagram and don't forget to like and subscribe and catch magical girl friendship squad when it comes on television slash online on sci-fi's easy jeezy <laughs>